0: I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform. And I'd actually been looking around and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter, user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to. Uh, to edit and everything so you can uh, put up a nice podcast which we'll get more into later so hopefully everything gets smoother later on um also they distribute your podcast for you so it shows up on spotify apple uh, google podcasts everything like that and you can also get sponsorships so uh, go ahead and check it out alliance where we keep real wrestling alive thank you for joining me uh you know Thank you for joining me from wherever you're listening from or watching from, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or our podcast, uh, which is available on, you know, like say whether it's iTunes or um, Anchor or whatever. I really appreciate it. Um, So keep on listening, keep on watching. Uh, Hopefully today everything's interesting. I kind of wanted to uh, tie in uh, some of the – something that I found interesting. And that hopefully you will too. Uh, We'll we'll find out. Um, So uh, this is going to be kind of a nerdy thing, but I think it kind of applies to uh, catch wrestling and basically it it applies to a lot of um, historical uh, things in general. So whether you're trying to find like the roots of something or uh, how things evolved or uh, when things evolved, that's um, that. This is kind of something that's part of it. So, and I think it applies to catch wrestling. So, of course, catch wrestling had an evolution uh, that you know totally took you know hundreds of years. Um, but what I'd like to share are some experiences with why, like say, like the sentence or like the title of this uh, of this episode is called "The Gospel of Authentic Catch Wrestling." So why I guess I work with certain people, the certain people that I do, or the certain uh uh schools that I consider to be authentic catch wrestling schools, uh, and like why that is, and uh why uh like what evidence I can provide as to why that is, like what my reasoning is, like showing my work, right? Or whatever, like how they always ask uh in math or whatever, where they, they want you to show how you got your answer. Well. Here it is. And I want to give an example uh, coming from the Bible, actually. So um, the this would be <laughs> the, the Bible, like the Bible that uh, like the Christians use and all that. So uh, let's go back to uh, when I was at the university, I took the university classes, So I didn't do like the religious, uh, say, like outside of school classes where like through a church or anything. So I took the uh, like the the official, like academic classes for uh, the history of the Bible and, um, you know, like the, the literature aspect of it. And so one of the things I found out is, uh, like how they date certain things, like especially texts, so ancient texts. So um, one of the things that they do to kind of get an approximate approximate date of when things were written would be the language itself, because uh, they can kind of date when some um some languages or some groups of people with different languages uh came into contact with um with different groups right so then you start seeing the introduction of words from other languages into the writing of you know the the of what you're studying right but also um what we get with regards to the gospels themselves would be um, like so. So, for, for those of you who don't know who like so in the what what's often called the New Testament or like the the gospels, basically the stories of Jesus's life, right? So those books, um, which are called Matthew, Mark, Luke, or the Gospel of Matthew, Gospel of Mark, Luke, John, right? So those uh, books are kind of like the the accounts of Jesus's life and what he did. And um, but when you look at the words themselves, the text itself, some of them are almost exactly the same, even though they were written at different times. Right. So then that leads scholars to um, to wonder, like, what? Like, how did they have some things that were exactly the same? Uh, even though they weren't written at the same time, and they might not have seen each other, like they have, might not have seen the text. Um, so with regards to the gospel themselves, then uh, a lot of scholars le- were led to believe, or at least to assume, uh, that there must have been more, more gospels, right? And one in particular called like a sayings gospel uh, that had a lot of the sayings of Jesus uh, just Written out, right? So sayings that were attributed to Jesus written out, and that gospel—it's uh, often called Q, right? So nothing to do with modern, um, modern uh, any kind of conspiracy theory with that letter, right? It actually this is like a old, old belief or not an old belief, but old theory that uh, has a lot of validity because uh, what researchers have found is that uh, sayings gospels. Uh, were a thing right so um they've since found like basically texts of collections of uh the sayings of jesus and so uh what they assume or what scholars assume is that uh some of these texts some of these some of the gospels had um certain like a different source where they were able to just take verbatim uh uh, certain sayings or certain incidents in jesus's life and that's why you have uh, almost exact copies of the same incident using the same words, same, you know, basically, it's, you know, cut and paste kind of thing. Um, so that kind of explains how you have these similarities. Um, and so how does that apply to catch wrestling or authentic catch wrestling? Well, let me tell you, right? So uh, when we have catch wrestling or the evolution of catch wrestling, where it fully, um, Kind of had its had its uh, its development in Northern England in the Lancashire region, and then we had wrestlers. So even though there were um, wrestling styles that were done all over the world, traditional styles uh, of all sorts, right? Whether it's like wearing a gi or you know wearing some jacket or belt or whatever, or having different starting positions. Catch wrestling was its own unique style, and then it had that basically made its way over to the United States. Uh, Just like the picture of like the thumbnail of this uh, of this episode uh, that has Tom Connors on there. So we had a British person who came to the United States and had wrestling matches, uh, in particular with Farmer Burns, who's like kind of considered to be like the the granddaddy of catch wrestling in the United States. Uh, So they had that contact that we know that we we directly know of and have evidence of. And so you have this kind of uh, transmission right throughout time, uh, and geography from of catch wrestling from one place to another. Uh, Whereas like so, so um, Farmer Burns, uh, then continued to carry the torch of catch wrestling into the United States. And uh, then you taught other people who were excellent as well. uh, Just like Frank Gotch and and many others so we have this direct transmission right and we have uh evidence as to why or how they are similar and so what i wanted to kind of talk about is like so one example for me in particular like since i had spent so much time studying uh like with wigan uh, in England, right? So studying kind of like the more at the root. And then the more I trained with, say, John Strickland and even one in particular, one of John Strickland's really good uh, older students, they're like longtime students name. His name is Matt Tran. Uh, uh, Matt Tran and I went to Singapore to do a series of seminars there. And uh, basically, it was, it was so easy to do these types of catch wrestling seminars, because we really didn't have to explain anything to each other. Uh, the moves that we did were, or that we were thinking of showing, were uh, virtually identical. So even though the catch wrestling from England um, had this kind of like hundred year separation from the Americans or what the Americans were doing, so those who are kind of like the most closer to the root or closer to being authentic. uh, We're doing a lot of like virtually the same types of things, the same types of takedowns, same types of techniques uh, just maybe like, so the, the actual movement was virtually identical where it'd be like a cut and paste type thing that I was talking about with the gospels, right? So that, that cut and paste type thing was happening. Uh, when say like I was spending time with Matt Tran or with John Strickland himself. Uh, So he and I spent, have spent a lot of time together. Um, So whether it be here in Los Angeles uh, when he stays with me or, uh, you know, when we've gone to um, uh, do the tournaments in Iowa together. Uh, So a lot of these things are kind of like that whole thing where you have, you had this, this, uh, you might have this umbrella term, catch wrestling, all right. So, like, say in the Bible, you have like the, the Gospels, right? But then they there's these things that kind of connect them all, and it would be these kind of uh, uh, these authentic sources, right? And so that's why then they can almost like cut and paste at least. So in our in our case, maybe we can cut and paste the different techniques. Uh, the way we might describe them might be different in other you know, way. The way I speak. Uh, as a Californian right, as an American from the from Southern California um, I might use different words than a British person but uh, it's like the the technique itself would be what shows our connection right so uh, that's kind of what I wanted to to share with you guys today and uh, go ahead and let me know your thoughts um, but yeah there have been so many instances where um, it's just been so easy to see how how almost like identical what we do is, right? So there might be a little bit of a difference in emphasis between what the Brits emphasize and what the Americans emphasize, uh, but sometimes you can kind of tell with the history where where like why some of these emphases might be different. So, like in particular, uh, say like in in England, there you know there was a lot of matches done outside like in the fields especially in the Wigan area there's a lot of you know rolling fields you know green and all that so um uh you can totally do matches outside in the grass um and Wigan has done that in recent recent history uh so that's why I say if you're outside uh there might be a like, you you probably would want to try to slam someone or see if you can't knock them out or knock the wind out of them um, so you want to do these big pickups, um, United States, a lot of times you, you might be on wrestling mat or wrestling ring. So, uh, you know, if you're not doing a, a pro match, uh, where you're trying to do all these different stunts and stuff, then probably better to get someone to the ground directly to see if you can't pin them or submit them. So those would be like some kind of differences, but ultimately a lot of the, the, the ways you can get someone down uh would are are quite similar. And um like I said earlier, it's just like just the way you might teach them or the way you would describe them with words, right? Would just be the difference. Right. But the techniques themselves, um, uh, the movements themselves, um, uh, many of them are like the core ones are are virtually identical. So it's kind of like that whole cut and paste kind of verbatim type thing. Um all right, let's go ahead and get to some of your questions. Uh, rabbit boy, sup? Sup, rabbit boy? Okay, Adriano Ramos. Uh, why do BJJ guys think getting the back is so dangerous? Um, it is because they they're they don't have a wrestling base, right? So uh, some people, and, and this is another thing I, I guess that fits into this subject that we're talking about today is that like. Well, if say like the Wigan lineage and the American lineage that goes back through to Wigan, if they have some similarities and if they're wrestling, then how come amateur wrestlers uh, like aren't they part of that tree? They are part of that tree, but they've over the decades they've grown apart so far that you you have scenarios where you, you see an amateur wrestler uh getting uh maybe getting submitted from you know like like when gordon ryan submitted um uh oh, oh, that one guy that one all right oh, i forgot his name patrick downey jumped on his back submitted him with a, a power half right so um uh you have things like that where you know there's a lack of a, a awareness of some of these whole. it's, it's weird he should totally that was such a bizarre thing and um he he says he hurt his ankle or whatever but totally doesn't look like that um so you have these bizarre scenarios where uh i wouldn't necessarily consider amateur wrestling styles to still be close enough to have that same kind of uh source right even though the 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 found the the grandfather it's like the granddaddy not teaching the grandkid and so then they're making up stuff or doing their own thing because the rules have changed. Um so the way things are done have are, are done have changed uh, and so that's kind of like the whole rules changing over the years with freestyle and folk style. They they've changed so much that like they're completely different uh sports, right? So um going back to your your question, why do BJJ guys think that getting the back is so dangerous? And I, my first response was, um, because it's not wrestling based, right? So when I say that it's not catch wrestling based, that's what I mean, because there's even an, even in amateur wrestling, there are a lot of reversals. Uh, if someone takes your back, right because that happens a lot in folk style as well because you're not just going to pancake out if someone takes your back there's a lot of uh, ways to get reversals or to fight out uh, of that position but in catch wrestling, they're even more and they have they they're cognizant of submission holds right so you can be submitting from your back um getting that double wrist lock which would be illegal in in folk style and freestyle, right? So you have a lot more things you can do, even like rolling for um, uh knee bar, you know, leg locks or whatever, stuff like that, that um, in catch wrestling, you would be more cognizant of, or you it wouldn't be so far out of the realm of possibility that um, I think that's why like answering your question is that like, um, like, so since jujitsu doesn't have that catch wrestling, base right then you're going to uh, you're going to ha- that they they believe that getting the back is like so great I think sometimes uh, I've been seeing online more and more that uh, people like that there's like someone who has like some turtle guard or even you're hearing that term more and more so I think some people are uh, figuring out that uh, and especially since a lot of people are getting good at defending chokes when you, you take someone's back it's not it's not the end of the world. Maybe they'll have to um, you know, they'll think, oh, maybe I can transition to an arm bar or whatever. But I mean, people are pretty good at defending. So um you might not like getting taking the back isn't is isn't the end all be all. And I think even in no Gi Jiu Jitsu, I think a lot of people are discovering that. All right. So hopefully that answered your question. So Adriano Ramos, good morning, by the way. Yeah, good morning, Adri- Adriano. It's a, it's a fine morning, right? Delmer Jr. Uh, Hey, coach. Glad to catch you live. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you for watching. Uh, Thank you for all your support. Drew Galbraith. Hello, all. Hello, Drew. Uh, Thank you for your support as well. Actually, for everyone who's watching, thank you for uh, tuning in and thank you for supporting. Uh, It really means a lot. Uh, Theo Drake. Hello, coach. What's your opinion on Jake Shannon and uh, scientific wrestling? uh well they don't do what we do we don't work with them so uh that's about it uh delmer jr hey drew <laughs> so i guess you guys know each other delmer and drew all right so uh, go and keep the questions coming uh so that let me know what you guys are thinking uh we can we don't necessarily have to talk about this subject uh, you can ask about anything So, um, yeah, go ahead and keep going. Um, Let me know. There was one interesting match um, that happened over the weekend. I think it was last Friday. Uh, I want to actually do a video about it um, um, where it was a match between uh, one of the Ruotolo brothers uh, from San Diego, which is uh, south of Los Angeles. And, um, uh, oh, man. I'm really bad with names. <laughs> uh, uh, oh man, he's really popular. Really oh Craig Jones. Craig Jones. Um so they did they had a no-gi, I believe it was a submission only match. And um uh, ultimate I don't know. I'm gonna spoil the ending, right? there, there was uh, they it went the whole time. It wasn't a draw. They still like even though there was no submission, they still decide like who was the most dominant. Right, So in a way, it's like you're seeing Nogi become similar in um, philosophy uh, to catch wrestling. Uh, It's just they don't have the pins, right? So so they they wouldn't have that pinning sense or whatever. Um, But uh, they're still trying to do like a no point type thing. But it was a pretty cool match. And I think I want to do a breakdown video about it because Craig, he's really good with leg locks. And um, he was not able to get a leg lock on uh, Ruotolo, Um, and what I wanted to like, he was still able to get into the positions, but not able to get the submission finish. And so, uh, like, why he was not able to get into the submission finish is something that I would like to kind of expand upon in like a video where I can actually get up and show you. Uh, because what Ruotolo did was really great, and I think it has a lot of connection to um, like real wrestling. Like, so he was moving his hips a lot, right? So, which you would see a lot in, say, like doing moves like hip heist, uh in wrestling, where it's like you can shift from like going uh, with like face up, so on your back to to going belly down. He was doing a lot of these things, even though he was getting deep. He got caught deep into the hold uh, of you know getting submitted by a leg lock, but these hip movements that he was doing was making it much much harder for Craig to get him into that like heel hook position or even the knee bar position. It started off uh, where Craig actually went for a knee bar and he got in really deep, but because of that hip transition, like the hip heist movement. Uh, it was enough to get the knee out of that, uh, like kind of the position to be broken, All right? So that, I thought that was really cool. So I'm gonna I actually I already uh, cut cut out like made a clip of that so I can uh, make a video where I show you exactly that that exchange. Because one of the few they were kind of like uh, standing up a lot, trying to push each other, um, standing up a lot, and um, but when they finally like when when someone finally went for it, so in this case, when Cray actually like went for that knee bar, it was deep, it was really deep. It's one of those um where it, it' almost be like certain certain doom right, but um the hip movements so important, and uh the hip movements really saved ruotolo uh so yeah, we'll definitely do a breakdown on that. if anybody saw that mention was, let me know, let me know your thoughts um uh okay so let's get back to some of your questions uh drew drew galbraith can you speak about using catch wrestling for self-defense yes um i can and um uh it is very important for you to not think of self-defense as like hurting someone (laughs) right so hurting someone who uh like attacks you right because that can get you into a lot of legal trouble as if the person dies or if the person survives right so if the person who is assaulting you if they if they die you, you they, and there's no evidence that they assaulted you from the beginning then chances are you can be uh considered the person who initiated everything and then you murdered somebody right so it's really important uh to try not to kill people and uh, so then this this usually shocks a lot of americans for some reason they they think that uh, oh man if someone attacks me i got to have the right to whatever kill them and whatever use the same amount of force and whatever you can basically kind of use the same amount of force to uh get out or to escape or to um uh, overpower them but once you've overpowered them if you start like just pounding them like pounding them into the pavement then uh, uh you can get into a lot of trouble the best thing is to escape and so that would be earlier you can hold them so that we have a lot of instances where uh pinning someone has uh, until the cops came that's happened in uh different uh different scenarios where it's like if uh and there's there have been people who have like a collegiate or high school wrestling experience and then uh, there someone tries to rob the the, the convenience store then the wrestlers held the person down and then the security or the police uh, come in, you know, just a few minutes later. So they were able to, to pin down someone. Um, But the thing is you, you want to be using your catch wrestling and you can use your catch wrestling for self-defense in that you can stop, uh, you can basically close the distance between you and them, and then, you you know, you can over, not necessarily overpower them, but say you can take them down. You can get your – so, like, if you take someone down and you don't go down with them, you can easily run away. Um, you can um, also say, like I, I mentioned, you know, you can hold them down in, in certain instances if you're waiting for uh, the police or whatever, uh, but the main thing is that you don't necessarily want to get revenge, right? For the, for some kind of assault, so that could end. That could you could end up in a lot of trouble. And this is a little bit more clear in other countries, uh, where their laws or I think where people understand that right uh, better than people in the United States. We tend to think that I think maybe even our movies, right? They always show like if oh, someone assaults you, then the 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 protagonist uh, ends up murdering the <laughs> the the person who who did the initial wrong right um so um that is not necessarily the best thing legally right but as you can see like grappling so then grappling and catch wrestling in particular uh, you can do a lot of these different holes or submission holes or pins and stuff and you can then uh, be in a better position a more advantageous position uh, as opposed to doing like a lot of strikes or like uh, even a lot of um Kickboxing styles with knee strikes and stuff, you can just really damage someone, you know, really break someone. Like with elbow strikes, you just can destroy someone, someone's face, you know, bust in their cheeks, do a lot of damage. I don't know if you guys, if, um, like the, our cheekbones here, they're actually, it's kind of, you know, like they talk about in cars, they have crumple zones where they absorb shock uh, so you don't damage like the whole brain, right? So um, our cheekbones here are kind of like that. Really easy to crumble so then if you're in a street fight or something and uh, someone knees you in the face and actually I know I know uh, people this has happened to where they got jumped on the street and uh, they got kneed in the face and then just like these cheekbones just crumble but it's, it's designed so that the brain doesn't just get smashed and the whole skull doesn't get smashed. Uh, but there's a lot of nerves in here that get damaged and stuff as well. Uh, it's almost just like these these things are just designed to protect you from dying, keep you from dying. But uh, you can you know you might need surgeries uh, to kind of reconstruct the face and stuff. So um, striking and stuff can you know you can get you into trouble because you can do a lot of damage and you can potentially kill somebody. So uh, oftentimes, like the the more grappling approach is is the the way you want to. Look at self defense. Okay, so let's go ahead. Hopefully, that answered your question. Um, I would say maybe you can just add some. And actually, I got. And Drew, I know you've been asking about this in particular. I I was, I was going to say, like, um, I think it's probably good to add a little bit of like some knife defense basic stuff or uh, basics for uh, against guns and stuff, like how how to act or how to approach. the scenario if someone pulls a knife or gun on you I mean, that would just be what you'd want to add like those those techniques specifically okay ripper catch wrestling what's your opinion on Pel helwani wrestling and do you think catch wrestling took any techniques from this style i think it's possible definitely because uh like i know you've seen video uh, i've seen tons of video um of of uh uh these indian wrestlers so pelhawani is a uh, uh, indian style and it has a lot of uh, kind of uh uh ritual to it where um you know they they, they you kind of you have to be really devoted to this practice um so you you, you they, it takes a lot of time you're in the dirt you're um uh you also have different um things that you have to do to become one of these types of wrestlers. But if you just go on YouTube and you search some of these matches, you'll see that they do a lot of techniques that, um, are similar to what say I might show or John Strickland might show or what Roy Wood might show, um, uh, in, in catch wrestling classes. Uh, you, you won't see as much submission stuff, especially if you look online on YouTube, but you will see some great wrestling. And uh, so um, there, it's so similar that, you know, that, and, and, you know, of course, England uh, just dominated that region, dominated that country, um, you know, through colonization and stuff. So uh, yeah, chances are there's that type of uh, absorption of some techniques. And you you also have uh, um, um, Billy Robinson, you know, who was a student at Wigan, uh, talk about his trips to uh, to India and like uh, learning some techniques from them as well, and uh, you'll see even the like some some warm up techniques that are done in Wigan. They mention certain things being like Indian, like the Indian way of doing doing certain things, right? So uh, yeah, there's definitely connections between a lot of connections between uh, Britain and India. Okay, Adriano, if a... B G. If a BJJ guy gets your back, would a catch wrestler get put out, or would get out of it easily? Um, It depends. I mean, uh, you don't just like swim out. It just depends on the timing, really. But there's different. There's a lot of different techniques, a lot of ways to combat this the situation, and a lot of it is patience and knowing how to defend the choke, knowing how to defend um like say arm bars or, or whatever they're trying to do uh chances are um uh you know they might not go for neck cranks but you're seeing a little bit of it like say in mma in mma and uh, some nogi stuff but um um i'm not seeing say like the the neck the quote unquote neck crank that submitted um uh, conor mcgregor that um uh, that Khabib did. I mean that that really shouldn't be that shouldn't submit anybody besides Conor. Um, that is that was that for for some reason people are submitting to uh, those not so painful uh, types of neck cranks. Uh, but could just because they're not they're not used to it. <laughs> if you've been doing catch wrestling uh, and uh, you you like you you're getting some pretty good neck cranks put on you. Uh, stuff like what they're doing and a lot of nogi uh, really shouldn't um, shouldn't submit you. Uh, so yeah, a lot of times it's timing. They might not just pop out, but they can. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways to combat that scenario. You can try to combat it um, not by getting out, but like staying in there because like if someone uh, takes your back and they have like two, both hooks in and they got seat belt, right, which uh, jujitsu practitioners usually want to get. They're actually full, and they're fully committing to that position. Then that means they're fully committing to a lot. There's a variety of submission holds that you can get from there, right? So that that includes even double wrist locks, uh, certain reversals, toe holds, and stuff. They're they're all there, but it's part of catch wrestling. It's not necessarily part of. uh, It's not. I don't want to say necessarily. It's just not part of jujitsu. Delmer Jr. What suggestions do you have to draw uh, women to this sport? Um, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of times it's just by um, by having more and more matches and stuff. Um, I, I think sometimes just by showing uh, the excitement of the sport, then you can probably get more women into it. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Just trying to grow the sport itself. It will uh, attract uh, all types of people. So, Um, yeah, just, yeah, (laughs) a lot of times it's the opportunity too, um, and also creating a welcoming environment for everyone in your gym. Uh, that's uh, a big, a big part of it, right? Okay. Uh, Drew, uh, I would emphasize the self-defense elements. Uh, Um, yeah, that's also a good point, uh, attracting different people to, uh, catch wrestling. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not only fun for sport, it's also good for self-defense. That man 91 was there teams constructed in the U S in the early catch days. Um, I wouldn't say teams, but there were, uh, coaches that, um, they basically just kind of like nowadays, um, you know, uh, where like you'll have like coaches all around. Like I said, like, the, Catch wrestling wasn't necessarily like a. It's not like there wasn't anything happening grappling-wise in the United States before catch wrestling. Catch wrestling came along. There were so many kinds of styles uh, going on. So you'll have different uh, different teachers all around, and maybe they try to adapt to whatever the the most dominant style was. Uh, Daniel. Al, almanza, Al um, is catch wrestling going to eventually have level system like BJJ? Um, in our online academy, we do have levels, uh, four levels, not exactly five like um, like uh, jujitsu with all the with the five belts, um, but somewhat similar. Because um, back in the back in the day, right, usually it was the coach that kind of decided. Like uh, in their opinion, how good you were, and then they would they would arrange matches for you. That's kind of how it went. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, Drew. Uh, Carl got trained in this, right? Uh, yeah, Carl. Even though he's he was he's not a a gotch he took that name uh i think to kind of associate himself with the great frank gotch Uh, but yeah he trained so he, he was an amateur wrestler and then he ended up training in wigan um and then later took that name gotch as his last name uh ripper catch wrestling uh i love indian culture yes there's a lot of great things about it a lot of great things about it um Daniel, 10th Planet did the belt system and changed the BJJ game in no gi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's why um, you can still, I think that's that also led to the popularity or, or, or maybe like what led to a lot of gi jujitsu practitioners to jumping over to, um, like training at 10th Planet because it seems like people are very attracted to having the belt system. So, um, uh, it's really familiar and people kind of like to see the the progression and stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that did help. It did help 10th planet. Uh, Taquero man, do you think the downfall of circuses was connected to the decrease of catch wrestling shows and catch wrestling and catch wrestler and catch wrestling in general? Uh, uh, I mean, there's still, uh, like county fairs and all that. Um, but there's a lot that went into it. I think the Olympics themselves and the the the, the Olympics themselves, I think, was a major blow, and also pro wrestling. So uh, these, these things were major major uh, blows to authentic catch wrestling, uh, because like the now there was now the professional version of wrestling was uh, were uh, predetermined, right? So you didn't necessarily even have to know wrestling uh, to be a a champion, um, and then also, if you wanted to become an Olympic champion, you would learn whatever rules you had to to be able to compete and get that medal for yourself and your country. So uh, that's why both were just devastating to catch wrestling, and that's really why, um, you know. And then also, like, then you have the the promotion of these <clears throat> these amateur styles uh so then even in our in know like say in the united states in our schools we had then the development of folk style and all that so uh then it, everything just went further evolved further and further away from the original version Takero man is there certain submissions that would be essential to include in the gospel of catch wrestling uh, you yeah, know, I don't know if people know this, but <clears throat> if you want to think simple, usually you want to think simply about things, so principle-based, so simple principles. And so when you look at the submissions of catch wrestling, they can be kind of uh, uh, brought back or like kind of condensed or like the essence is you'll have like three main submission holds in catch wrestling. So it'd be neck cranks, uh, double wrist locks, and toe holds right so uh, a lot of these things a lot of these leg locks and um, different arm stuff or uh, neck stuff are variations of those three so those would be the quintessential ones that would have to be included in the gospel of catch wrestling um and so and no and, uh, that would include the these heel hooks which are so popular today that would include you know the they would be part of the toehold um, section right so um think thinking that way then there would be basically three and then once you say if you're in a match and you if you're thinking of these different principles you'll find ways to get into these positions so it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect like the way we show or like kind of like this, that figure four position or whatever uh it doesn't have to be that way you can be using your head or you know breaking their leg bringing their their legs over your head or um um All kinds of ways to grab one arm, one arm double wrist lock, or um, yeah, there's uh, all these different ways. Even the face lock doesn't have to be that figure four position. You know, you can face lock them uh, pretty well, even just with the with the s grip. You know, just cranking their neck. We call that a cross face. Um, But yeah, it's it's all part of these principles. And so uh, when you kind of understand them, then you'll be able to see them, identify them them, while you're grappling. And uh, then you'll be able to tap a lot of people out all kinds of ways. All right, Delmer Jr. Thank you for your answer. Yeah, thank you for your thank you everyone for your their questions. Um, really appreciate all of you guys. Um, so yeah, keep on asking questions. Uh, you know if, even if you don't listen to this or watch this live, then you can always uh, comment below in the in the comment section. Uh, you can always even uh, send us messages on our Instagram or our Facebook page. Uh, even our, our Twi- we're on Twitter as well, so um, just just let us know uh, if you have any questions. If you want to learn the real thing and you're not near Los Angeles or you're not near South Carolina and John Strickland, uh, then you can do our online, uh, the CWA Academy. So you can just go to our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, You can also support us through our YouTube channel. We have channel memberships where we have a lot of extra videos for you um, uh, behind the the membership paywall. That's totally uh, up to you or, um, you know, whatever, whatever. Check it out. We appreciate any kind of support. Uh, Taquero Man, is there any pro wrestling use today that could be legitimate catch wrestling moves? Uh, yeah, yeah, quite a lot of it. I mean, It came from catch wrestling. So a lot of these have like their origin in catch wrestling. Um, so um, yes, yeah, quite a lot of these moves have uh, even a lot of them are using the same kind of names, right? So uh, I'm working with more and more uh, pro wrestlers and um, a lot of the even the terminology are there kind of like these classic names too, that they still use in a modified version, but um, it still, you know, still has like at least the same name, right? Uh, vegan. Does judo help with catch wrestling? Uh, yes and no. I think the, you know, the footwork stuff helps. the The idea of holding someone down, like pinning them down, uh, helps. But a lot of times, uh, the stance becomes a little bit more upright, and so a little, too, it'll it'll want you to have a little bit too much of an upright stance. Uh, that can be detrimental, right? Uh, man 91 any catch wrestling event news since California is opening up? Uh, yeah, we, we officially opened up a few days ago. Uh, so uh, no news yet, but um, yeah, hopefully very, very soon. Very, very soon. Um, and we'll probably have even more camps uh, out here pretty soon. So um, let me know what you think or what you guys want then we'll try to work on it especially now that we're free to uh have more like at least bigger groups of people and stuff so um but i would say you know for everyone try to uh stay safe and um you know don't disregard the medical um advice that you're getting because uh uh I, i personally know few people who've who've died from the virus so um uh it's it's no joke um oh thank you, man. sorry sorry if i missed it but who was tom Connors? so let's go ahead it's good to uh, kind of uh, uh bring that up at the end so i think we'll be signing off pretty soon so tom connor's he's also in the image the thumbnail image um he was the guy who came over from england i uh, want you know the, uh, several brits came over but tom connor's was like this this major one that is really uh, associated with bringing catch wrestling to at least to Farmer Burns, who became like the major proponent of catch wrestling in the United States, so uh, he beat Burns actually. So it's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool story, and maybe we'll try to bring someone. I know a descendant, a descendant of uh, Tom Connors. So maybe, I'll see if I can't do an interview with him where he talks about about it. He wrote a really cool um, uh, like a screenplay for it for the the life of Tom Connors, which is very interesting. Uh, so, kind of story like that, or some kind of interview where it talks about that, because uh, it's a it really interesting time in history. Uh, uh, you know, we'll try to bring those stories to you. I think it's really interesting. Vegan Gains. Did pro wrestlers back in the day, like Ric Flair and Luthes, have to train real grappling before they did pro wrestling shows? No. Luthez actually just happened to know... Uh, wrestling—you know, real wrestling—but um, um, you know, quite early on, uh, you didn't really have to. There were some like regional things where, say, like um, uh, some people who were supposed to lose—you know—they didn't want to lose, and so then for championship belts and all that, then they ended up having like real kind of fights and stuff. Um, there's all those kinds of stories, um, but the truth is, you didn't—you didn't really have to. You know, but it it'd be better. It's better if you knew something, right? <laughs> right, Adriano Ramos, um, a cousin in England lost his life due to COVID. Yeah, he was only forty five. So don't believe all the conspiracies, guys. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, forty five is actually very very young. Humans in particular are actually supposed to live longer than we we do, um, already. But so uh, we should. Um, uh, unfortunately we, we, are not living up to our potential, <laughs> So, um, yeah, 45 is young and it should be considered young. Um, so, so there, right. Uh, did vegan gains, did catch wrestling originate in the U S or England, England? Drew Galbraith catch the hold, not taken documentary. Yeah, that's a really good one. So I'd recommend you guys. If you guys understand Brit, <laughs> uh, then there's a lot of uh, uh, British accents in there. Um, so, But it's really good to watch. And uh, it'll help you if you guys ever go to Northern England right, to understand their, get used to their accent. Uh, Takeroman, is there any good books or movies? Oh, uh, yeah. I think Drew was answering your, your question there, Takeroman. Catch the Hold Not Taken documentary. Uh, really good. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so I guess. Uh, uh, a lot of you guys have um, uh, a lot of you guys have um, expressed interest in the history stuff so maybe we'll try to bring more of the more of these people uh, the descendants of some of these uh, historic grapplers uh, on we'll do some interviews with them I, i've been i've been actually thinking about that because I think all that stuff is interesting too uh, and so since most of you or le- many of you have brought that up and you continue to bring it up uh, let's go ahead and do something about that all right, so um, I think this is probably pretty good uh, for today. So, thank everyone for watching and listening. And uh, if you have any more questions, you know, just uh, let us know. Um, you know, you can comment on on all of our social media. Uh, feel free to become a member. Or if you want to learn the real thing, you can become a member of the CWA Academy through our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. And so, with your help, We all keep real wrestling alive. Thank you.